0: Listeners, to another exciting and informative episode of The Curious Patient. I'm your host, Vinaya, and today we have a truly captivating and in depth exploration of mononucleosis, better known as mono. We'll take you on a journey through its symptoms, causes, types, global impact, mechanisms of treatment, prevention, even share some fun stories along the way. Before we begin, let me remind you that this podcast is for educational purposes only, and for any medical concerns, do consult a healthcare professional. Welcome back, curious listeners, to another exciting and informative episode of The Curious Patient. I'm your host, Vinaya, and today we have a truly captivating and in depth exploration of mononucleosis, better known as mono. We'll take you on a journey through its symptoms, causes, types, global impact, and mechanisms of treatment, prevention, and even share some fun stories along the way. Before we begin, let me remind you that this podcast is for educational purposes only and for any medical concerns do consult a healthcare professional. Let's start by understanding the fascinating history of mono. The term mononucleosis was coined in the early 20th century, but first recorded description of the disease dates back to the late 1800s. It's remarkable how medical knowledge has evolved since then, leading to a better understanding of this intriguing infection. Back in the day, diagnosing mono was a challenge, and is often confused with other illnesses leading to misconceptions about its transmission and management. Speaking of misconceptions, let's address a common myth about mono. Some people used to believe that you could only contract the virus by kissing someone who had it. While kissing is indeed a common mode of transmission, it's essential to know that mono can also spread through respiratory droplets from coughing or sneezing, as well as by sharing utensils, drinking glasses, or even lip balm with an infected individual. So the next time you hear about the kissing disease, remember it's not just about the kisses. Now let's delve into the symptoms of mono in even more detail. The extreme fatigue experienced by those with mono is often so intense that it earned the nickname the kissing fatigue. It's not uncommon for patients to feel utterly drained and exhausted, sometimes lasting for several weeks. Picture this, you wake up and it feels like you run a marathon in your sleep. I once heard a story from a mono survivor who attempted to do a simple grocery run during their illness. It described how they felt like they were pushing a shopping cart full of rocks, and every aisle felt like a marathon stretch. Needless to say, they quickly learned that rest and self-care are the keys to recovery. Beyond fatigue, patients often experience a severe sore throat that can make swallowing even a sip of water feel like they're trying to swallow a giant marshmallow. While it may not be the most enjoyable experience, rest assured, it's a temporary hurdle in the road to recovery. Let's talk about the emotional aspect of mono. The prolonged duration of the illness can take a toll on one's mental well-being, especially for students or young professionals who are used to being on the go. Imagine having to miss out on school, work, and social activities for weeks on end. It can be a challenge to cope with the frustration of wanting to do so much by being confined to your bed. Here's a heartwarming story to lighten the mood. A group of friends plan an exciting summer adventure, hiking through scenic trails and camping under the stars. But just days before their trip, one of them was diagnosed with mono. Instead of canceling the trip, the friends came together to create a virtual camping experience for their mono-stricken friend. They set up a tent in the backyard, shared pictures and video called their friend throughout the adventure, turning into a memorable experience that showcased the power of friendship and creativity during challenging times. As we continue our journey through mono, let's take a closer look at how the Epstein Barr virus (EBV) operates. Imagine EBV as a stealthy spy infiltrating the human body particularly targeting the B lymphocytes, a type of white blood cell. These B cells are like the body's frontline troops involved in the immune response but EBV knows how to outsmart them, replicating within these cells and then spreading throughout the body through the bloodstream. Now you might be wondering if there's any silver lining to mono. Well, while it may not feel like it when you're sick, some studies suggest that individuals who have had mono may develop a more robust and long-lasting immune response to the virus, providing some protection against reinfection in the future. Here's a curious fact. Did you know that the famous physicist Albert Einstein had mono when he was a teenager? Imagine a young Einstein, lying in bed, pondering the mysteries of the universe while battling the symptoms of mono. He emerged from this experience with a resilient mind and body, destined to change the world with his brilliant ideas. Let's discuss the mechanisms of treatment in even greater detail. The lack of a specific care for mono can be frustrating, but it's important to remember that our bodies are remarkably equipped to fight off infections. During the illness, the body's immune response system is working diligently to contain and eliminate the virus, making rest and supportive care crucial during this time. Now, about the spleen. One of the key players in the immune system's response to mono. As we mentioned earlier, the spleen is responsible for filtering the blood, removing damaged blood cells, and fighting off pathogens. When mono strikes, the body calls for backup, leading to an increase in white blood cells that gather in the spleen. This immune response can cause the spleen to swell or enlarge, leading to discomfort and potential complications. Ever wonder why some animals seem to have endless energy while we humans get tired so easily during mono? Imagine a curious cat strutting around seemingly unfazed by infections? Well, scientists believe that animals have evolved different immune systems and energy conservation mechanisms that make them resilient to certain viruses like EBV. As we continue our journey, let's touch on the global impact of mono. While it may not make headlines like other infectious diseases, it affects millions of people worldwide each year. From college campuses to workplaces, mono can spread like wildfire, leading to significant disruptions in community. The mono season during the school year is a well-known phenomenon, leading to the creative ways of supporting affected students. Preventing the spread of monos of utmost importance, especially in environments with close interactions, such as schools and households. Imagine a school where an outbreak of mono has occurred. Teachers and administrators might implement creative ways to raise awareness about hygiene and preventive measures. Hand-washing contests, interactive posters, and even friendly competitions can all play a role and fostering good habits and keeping mono at bay. Here's a humorous story from a friend who experienced a mono scare in their household. They recalled a time when they jokingly referred to the kitchen as a quarantine zone to keep utensils and drinking glasses separate with plenty of hand sanitizer stations. The family turned prevention into a fun game and it became a running joke during family gatherings. As we wrap up our exploration, let's talk about ongoing research. Researchers continue to investigate mononucleosis to gain a deeper understanding of the virus and develop potential vaccines, or antiviral therapies. Studying the immune response to EBV is essential to uncover the ways to control the virus effectively. As more is learned about the Epstein-Barr virus and its infections with the immune system, potential treatment options and preventative measures may emerge. By understanding how the virus persists in the body and what triggers reactivation, Researchers aim to find ways to control and manage mononucleosis in a more effective way. There are different types of mono based on the causative virus, with Epstein Barr virus, EBV, being the most common. However, other members of the herpes virus family, such as the cytomegalovirus, CMV, can cause a similar illness resembling mono. It's worth noting that while EBV is a primary cause of mononucleosis, other viruses can produce similar symptoms these cases are referred to as non ebv Infectious Mononucleosis. You might be wondering why it's it present the way it does? The presentation of mono can vary from person to person, with some individuals experiencing mild symptoms while others endure severe fatigue and complications. This difference is influenced by factors such as the individual's immune response, the strain of the virus, and overall health status. The reason for the prolonged fatigue and other symptoms in mono is not entirely clear but it is believed to be related to the body's immune response and the immune system's reaction to the presence of the virus. Additionally, the enlargement of the spleen and liver is a result of the immune system's efforts to combat the infection. Does it affect animals? While mononucleosis primarily affects humans, certain herpes viruses, including EBV, are known to infect non-human primates. However, it's essential to note that the clinical presentation and impact on animals may differ from those in humans. Research on the effect of mono-like infections in animals is limited, and its prevalence in non-human populations remain an area of ongoing study. And that concludes our exploration of mononucleosis. I hope that you found this episode informative and intriguing. Remember, always seek advice from a healthcare professional if you suspect you have mono or any other medical condition. Thank you all for tuning in to The Curious Patient. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts, and on social media at The Curious Patient for updates on upcoming episodes. Disclaimer, the information provided in this podcast is for educational purposes only and not medical advice. Consult a healthcare professional for personalized medical guidance. Until next time, stay curious, stay healthy, and take care.